Welcome to Unpacking the Digital Shelf, where we explore brand manufacturing in the digital age. Hey everyone, Peter Crosby, Executive Director of the Digital Shelf Institute here. A very special episode of the podcast today. On January 27th, I hosted a webinar entitled A Crash Course in TikTok Marketing, featuring Evan Horowitz, CEO and co-founder of creative agency Movers and Shakers, who created the most successful marketing campaign on TikTok ever. And the attendee list nearly broke our Zoom. So given the interest, I thought this audience would benefit from the conversation as well. Some of the magic may be lost where Evan presents some some visual examples, but we will provide the link to the webinar in the show notes if you want the full experience. So without further ado, here's a crash course in TikTok marketing. Tell me a bit, uh, you know, TikTok, it's, it's relatively new. It's uh, certainly evolved over 2020. Tell us, you know, sort of where TikTok is uh, uh, today and, and what it looks like. And, and uh, yeah, just give us sort of the, the lay of the land. Sure. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. I mean, TikTok's only a couple of years old, which is which is insane. Um, I mean, their growth curve just makes Facebook and Instagram's growth look sleepy by comparison. Yeah. Uh, you know, by the end of 2019, TikTok had about 40 million monthly active users uh, in the U.S., and it was pretty much all Gen Z, and and also pretty much all of Gen Z was on TikTok at the end of 2019, um, which I think led to its reputation as a as a younger platform. What we saw, though, over 2020 was just that it grew and aged up faster than any platform in history. And I think in large part, this was fueled by everybody being at home. And we, what we saw was while we entered 2020 with pretty much everyone on TikTok was Gen Z, leaving 2020 and now in 2021, only about half of TikTok is Gen Z and the other half is over 25. And uh, pretty much at this point, all millennials are actively engaged on TikTok, at least as viewers. Uh, and in addition to that, we're seeing Gen X and even boomers adopting the platform quite rapidly. So what we expect is that growth curve is gonna continue. Uh, it's gonna continue to age up. And what that means for brands is that, you know, TikTok, which might not have been relevant to you in 2019, is now relevant for most brands uh, because probably at least a big segment of their audience is right now spending a disproportionate amount of their social media hours on TikTok. Now, is it is it all uh, dance videos? You know, what? How has the content types, because of that expansion in demographic, evolved at all? Yeah, it's a great question. It's it's not all dance videos. Um, we we could show we show a few examples, but. Uh, TikTok still has the reputation, I think, among people who aren't really on TikTok, that it's all teenagers dancing. And there is a lot of teenagers dancing still on TikTok. But what we've seen is um, just an explosion of other types of communities building. So now pretty much every micro community has a big conversation going on on TikTok. If you're interested in car repair, a lot of discussion about car repair on TikTok. If you're interested in horses, if you're interested in beauty and skincare, if you're interested, whatever it is that um, you're passionate about, you can find a basketball community on TikTok. And uh, again, for brands, that means that there's probably a conversation already happening about your category and your industry there. In fact, your brand is probably being discussed already. So you want, you want to get on, on top of that story before any competitors do. 
I would imagine is a good idea. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's still a lot of white space, uh, but it's less and less, you know, we've been working on TikTok now for about two years. Um, I've been doing TikTok one-on-one webinars for that whole time. And it's just been interesting to see the evolution where originally when we started working there, there was only five or 10 brands who had ever done anything on TikTok. And now, um, you know, now it seems like most brands are already engaged in some way, but there's still a lot of opportunity to lead conversations, especially with those millennial audiences and older, you know, we launched a lot of millennial brands on TikTok over the past year and just a lot of opportunity to lead that conversation because it isn't as mature yet, which is super exciting for brands. Yeah. And um, before we go to kind of the opportunities for brands, and I don't know whether you have any insight into this, I know we're all figuring out, but, you know, obviously there was a lot of political furor around TikTok in 2020. Uh, The administration has changed. I don't know if any of you have heard that, but there's a new president. Um, And I was when it's therefore a new commerce department and a bunch of things going on. Um, uh, Do you feel like this, do you have a sense of whether this new administration, whether uh, TikTok might come out of a crouch and, and really start to lean in more to more of the commerce experiences because they've been very invested and for obvious reasons in driving the user experience. But now that it, um, do you feel like maybe we have some hope ahead that things might relax on the other front? Yeah, I mean, even even in the last few months, you know, there was a headline in, in one of the um, pop culture publications. It was like, uh, Trump forgot that he cared about TikTok and TikTok can't get answers from them, you know? So like that, that whole story was interesting maybe in, I don't know, September, but uh, really only from a Wall Street Journal perspective, you know, there's been so much drama in the headlines in the business press about that. But if you just are, exist in the TikTok community, you would never know anything happened because the community has just grown and matured very rapidly as there's, you know, drama in Washington, DC that nobody on TikTok really cared about. Um, and uh, from a platform perspective, yes, you know, TikTok has continued to invest and expand its capabilities uh, in terms of its marketing and, and ad product offerings. Definitely, yes, um, shopping and e-commerce is continues to the every month they're adding new features, whether they're beta yeah. features or being rolled out full stream to allow more lower funnel work on TikTok. So that's only going to continue. So let's let's dive into that a, a little bit in terms of because. I have seen a number of TikToks, so I was sort of kidding in the beginning, but not a ton. But the I actually the... just pulled up some examples. If if we if you want oh, to take yeah. a minute and show, yeah, oh please, because I think yeah. I think it'd be fun to just um, you know, for those of you who haven't seen as many TikToks, um, you know, to your point, I do think there is still a lot of myth that um, TikTok is all about dancing, and so these are just a few fun examples to show you the variety of conversations that are happening on TikTok that I have a full-time job as an accountant, as an accountant. Nobody asks you questions when you say you're an accountant. What do you do? I'm an accountant. Where do you work? At a place where accountants work. You- so thousands of videos were created with this song. Yeah. Tons and tons of people got on that. 
listen, I really hate to be the one to break it to you, but we're going to be working from home for a while. And since most of the people I work with can't seem to understand basic social cues, I put together some helpful Zoom tips so you can stop embarrassing yourself. Tip one, orient yourself properly. Newsflash, the screen shouldn't be 70% your boobs. Two, stop with all the, how are you? How's it going at the beginning of meetings? How's it going? How am I? Not well, bitch. <laughs> Took just enough Xanax to get through this meeting, so let's get started. Tip three, do not, under any circumstances, make a joke about not wearing pants. That joke was dead in April, along with. Wow, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Wait, 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 wait! Everybody just calm down! <laughs> oh my god, a million views. Yeah. A million views. Yeah. Just to give a sense of the breadth and thank you. And to the person who just asked, no, not everything on TikTok is funny, but those are the best ones to share on a webinar. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I would maybe you should have a boring one on just to show how it can be misused or something. Yeah, not boring. No, but I mean there is, I think in fairness, it's a good point. There's a lot of TikTok that leans into other emotions. You know, it is overall a joyful and positive place, but there's a lot of uh, more serious conversations or inspirational conversations or conversations about, you know. Um, values-driven issues, which are really important, especially uh, in the Gen Z and millennial audience. So um, because of the way that is, it does, I mean, th that just screams authenticity. Like when a brand thinks about the world they're entering into, what makes TikTok different from, from the other social platforms that we may have a more evolved strategy on? Yeah, I mean, there's some key differences. Um, I think the biggest things about TikTok is just the tone and uh, dynamics of the community. So TikTok's mission is to spread creativity and inspire joy. And um, it really does deliver on that creativity and joy. And I'll talk to both of those because I think it helps differentiate from the other platforms. Um, you know, TikTok, I think one of the reasons why it's grown so fast and why it's so addictive as a user is the level of creativity is just really unparalleled. And they've done that by lowering the bar to and allowing the general public to become creators and express their creativity. They've made it easier in two ways. One is that the editing tools and everything that's built into the app is just easier to use. But more importantly is they have lowered the bar to the... Um, like the aesthetic and uh, world that, you know, on Instagram, you know, to be honest, like, I don't feel like I'm ever Instagram worthy unless I'm on the Amalfi coast with a glass of Pinot, you know, like, yes. Uh, but, but TikTok's not like that. TikTok yeah. is just about being raw. It's being yourself. You film it in your, you know, in your living room with your sister. Um, and that again, has just unleashed this flood of creativity. And so when you think about the stories that really do well on TikTok, they are creative driven. Um, and then the second piece is, you know, about joy and hmm. uh, TikTok really has become a place where people go for relief. They go there for um, entertainment and, you know, it's the opposite of Twitter in many ways. Twitter is about, you know, intense, serious discussion. TikTok is in general about levity, not that there's not also a place for more serious discussion, but, but done in a very different tone. You see this even in the comment sections on videos, you know, Instagram can be a cesspool of hatred. Uh, in the comments. And, and that does happen sometimes on TikTok, but much more you see TikTok users cheering each other on. 
you know, we ran a campaign for um, one of our beauty clients that was uh, actually, it was the first ever TikTok reality show. And it started with an invitation for people to nominate themselves to be selected, to be the contestants on the show. Uh-huh. 3000 people made TikToks nominating themselves. Wow. But the reason I bring it up is because on those TikToks when people are nominating themselves, we saw people really complimenting each other and being like, wow, your makeup is on point. You should totally win, you know, in a, in a, in a way that the community came together to cheer for themselves that you wouldn't have expected if that was on Instagram, for example. So I think this up, Beat positive energy is really a differentiator for TikTok as well. And it's important for brands to, to think about that when you're developing your content strategy for what you want to talk about and how you want to express on TikTok compared to some of the other platforms. Yeah, I mean, as a marketer, uh, that to me, that, that, that opportunity to show up with joy would be a tremendous, um, I would get excited about that, that task. So let, let's head towards, let's head towards that. Uh, so we have a ton of people on this webinar who clearly are here because they're thinking, all right, I need to understand this. And I, then I want to know sort of how I can, how, you know, where do I start? So yeah. maybe lay out a bit sort of what are the opportunities for brands to show up right now? Um, and, and do you see them evolving? Well, we'll talk about later on in the year. Let's start with like what's available today. In terms of ways to engage on TikTok? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Let me just share, uh, I'll share a slide again. Um, so you seeing this? Yep. Yeah. Um, there's basically five main ways into TikTok as a brand. Um, the first one is having your own channel. So of course you can have your own branded page and put out your own organic content. Um, the second way is working with influencers. TikTok has a very robust and dynamic influencer community. Um, and that's a really great, great way for brands to participate. Um, ads. TikTok has what they call their in-feed ad, which is a traditional ad product, very similar to a Snap ad or an Instagram story ad. Um, And uh, then you have number four, which is these massively viral challenges. This is what all the headlines about TikTok are about typically. You know, we run a lot of campaigns that get billions of views. Uh, This is not possible on any other platform. We can talk a little bit more about that. Um, But that's super exciting. And then the fifth bucket, which we really continue to pioneer in is these disruptive activations. So for example, I mentioned last year, we ran the first ever TikTok reality show, right? Just out of the box way to create engagement and entertainment on TikTok. We launched a holiday album with a client uh, for the holidays and and made it TikTok native and it was super, super innovative. So um, anyway, those are basically the five main ways in and there's not a right place to start necessarily. And uh, when it comes to the in-feed ads, like, is that a self-service model on on uh, on TikTok, or is that only accessible through agencies, or what's the sort of accessibility of that? Right yeah, now? it's both. So they have a fully self-service offering, which they didn't always, but now that's uh, well out of beta, and anybody can go on. There's basically no minimum, so you know you can just go on and dabble yourself. Um, they also they also sell ads through reservation, where you work through their sales team. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's different ways in there. Okay. So I, I, there's a couple, there's a bunch of questions coming in, which is awesome. Keep them coming. Yeah. I'm just going to pick out a couple that I feel like tie in at this stage right now. And okay. so Janice asked, can a brand get on board with TikTok without partaking in the trends? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she absolutely. capitalized trends. So I wasn't sure if that was a, a particular TikTok offering, or is she just saying like sort of being on top of like the latest sort of, you know, hopping on board? 
Yeah, well, let's talk about trends for a second. Just okay. Janice maybe is a little bit ahead of some of the rest of the audience here and what even that is. So before I answer the question, oh, it is a just, thing. Okay. Yeah, just to give yeah. a little bit of context. No, Janice is definitely hip with the kids here. So right, Janice. Um, so trends. Often marketers use the word challenge. It's basically the same thing. Um, but uh, trend is uh, as a um, theme and variations that goes through TikTok. This has happened a couple times on other platforms. You remember the ice bucket challenge where all of a sudden everybody's dumping ice on their head or like Harlem Shake or Gangnam Style. These are a couple of dance trends that happened on, back in the Facebook era uh, where everybody's making their own video with the same theme, right? That's the idea of a trend. Um, so trends are, are unlike on Facebook and Instagram. It's every day on TikTok, there's hundreds of trends happening where now everybody's doing this dance or now everybody's telling a story about this particular thing, or now everybody's using this new special effect in the TikTok app in a similar way. Um, and this is, I would say about half of the content on TikTok is trend driven. And that's part of what makes TikTok so cool is people love to put their personal spin on a trending conversation. Um, so to get to Janice's question, um, no, it's the short answer. Brands do not have to participate in trends to, to be on TikTok. You can just make your own content and tell your own story in your own way. That said, participating in trends is a big opportunity for brands to uh, engage on the platform and something that we generally recommend because it does two things. One is the algorithm preferences trending content. So your, your content will typically get more exposure. And second, that's what gives your brand a lot of cool factor. You know, People love seeing anybody, a brand or a person, enter a trend in a fun way. And when you as a brand join a trend, you look like a brand that gets it, you know? And that's really what Gen Z and millennials are looking for. They hate advertising, of course, but they love brands that engage with them in a way that they love to engage with their friends. And joining trends is a great way to do that. You know, imagine that one of those steps is you need to have somebody on your team, as, as many of these brands, I'm sure, already do for Instagram and, and, and others, to be monitoring that channel on a, on a really, really constant basis to to capture those things while they're happening because they come and they go. I would imagine. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that, that's tricky. And, you know, I think that's why a lot of brands are calling us for help because they don't have that bandwidth or skill set. Um, it is, it is uh, a manual thing. You know, you can look at trends reports, but that's kind of looking in hindsight as yes. opposed to looking well, look at what what's the now. Yesterday. By the yeah. time something shows up on TikTok's discover page where they feature things that are trending, it's kind of almost too late, you know? And so what a lot of what our team does is they just have their ear to the ground. I've got a lot of um, very talented folks who are identifying those up and coming trends so that we can find the ones that are the right fits for each of our different clients and then put figure out how does this brand or how does that brand, how could they hop on this trend in a really fun way? And then create that content, get it out before it's on the Discover page. Yeah, we have so many questions coming in. And I just want to tell everyone, we're about to go into a section, which is the five success strategies for TikTok. So I think we may get to a lot of your questions, know that I'm watching them. And if we're not getting the answer, I will, I will pop in. But one of the others I thought was applicable at this stage was, um, uh, how do you identify the right influencers that align with any brand? Mm -hmm. Yeah, influencers is really interesting. I mean, uh, on a basic level, it's no different than what you're used to on you know, Instagram or YouTube or Twitch or wherever you're used to working with your influencers. Um, you're looking for people who align in terms of values and personality with the uh, brand and your target audience. I think some key differences to note is First of all, in general, the TikTok influencer community is a pretty unique 
bucket. Like it, it doesn't overlap a lot with the people who are influencers on the legacy platforms. Um, because TikTok is a, it's its own beast, you know, it's, yeah. it's challenging and difficult and different to create content on TikTok. And so in general, there's certainly lots of exceptions, but in general, the people who were really successful on, inf- on Instagram, they struggle to get as much relevance on TikTok. It's just a very different storytelling style. Um, so that's the first thing is you really want to focus on influencers who are native to TikTok, who really grew up there. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, it's, uh, I think it's a similar search process is what you're used to. Um, one trick is TikTok has a creator marketplace, which is a searchable database that's open to any brand that you can go in and you can see. Um, that's a great starting point. Um, although not all influencers are listed there because they have to jump through certain hoops to be eligible for the creator marketplace and not everybody does. You know, for, so for my team doesn't use that very much. It, for us, it's more just we have our ear to the ground of who's trending, who's cool, who's up and coming that we can still get while they're in, relatively inexpensive. Yes. Um, you know, because so much of it is like trends. It is really like who's 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 now, who's up and coming now it's that would be relevant in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's let's jump right into um, some of your advice, the the success strategies that you've got. Um, walk us through some of those those ways, and then uh, and then I'll keep my eye on the questions as we go through. Okay, cool. Well, I think an easy way to do that, I'll just go back to that same slide, and we can talk through the different um, the different types of TikTok activations, and I can give a few pointers for each, and certainly happy to answer more questions from the audience. So we already talked about number two, influencers. Um, Going back to number one, the brand channels. um, You know, the first thing here is uh, that now we're in 2021, TikTok is a mainstream platform. It's no longer optional for most brands, whether you have a TikTok channel or not. I think that's the first thing just to kind of put on the table. Um, If you're not there yet, you're, you're in good company. There's still a lot of brands that are scrambling to catch up. But this is something that you definitely want to have as part of your 2021 plan is how you're going to get going with an, your always on organic presence, um, because this is where people are looking to learn about new products. Um, you know, some things there is you really want to think about, well, first is how does your brand translate into TikTok? And I think this is one of the trickiest pieces of entering TikTok for a brand. You know, any marketer after spending a little bit of time on TikTok, you immediately understand how different the world is in terms of visual aesthetic, in terms of storytelling style, in terms of cultural norms. So you want to figure out how does your brand, how is your brand going to translate into the TikTok world? And what we do when we when we go through the strategy phase with our clients is we're looking for, you know, understanding the brand and what's true and authentic to the brand, but then also looking at what's native to TikTok and finding that sweet spot of overlap where the brand can express in a very TikTok way, right? And that's going to be the foundation for not only your channel, but also any ad content that you do uh, or things like that. Um, the second thing I would just say with the brand channels is uh, consistency is key. You know, the, the TikTok algorithm is very extreme. Uh, and the Instagram algorithm, because it's really driven by your following, your, uh, your viewership is, is more consistent in a certain band, but on TikTok, following is only a small part of the algorithm. So your content can be seen by anybody. In fact, we've launched brand channels that had a million views on the first posts with zero followers, if it's great content, right? So, um, but it does require that you keep coming up and spinning the wheel, right? So just be consistent on your brand channel. Um, we talked a bit about influences already, so I'll skip over Actually, that for could, now. Could I just stop you on the brand channels just because there's yeah, a please. few questions that I think might fit in okay, there. Okay, great. Um, can brands reuse influencer content to grow their own page? 
Yeah, short answer is yes. Um, you can repost content, obviously, with permission and rights from the influencers. Um, but a, an important caveat there is it's different from Instagram. So, you know, on Instagram, you have your following and they have their following and they don't overlap as much. Uh, TikTok, as we were just saying, is any content can be shown to anybody. So the TikTok algorithm actually discourages reposting because in general, they don't want the same content appearing multiple times on different channels. So it's a good hack, you know, especially if you're like super low budget and you just want to get started. Yeah, get do some influencer reposts for your page just so there's something there. Um, but it's not a good long-term strategy. And in general, there's certainly some exceptions, but in general, we discourage it. And instead, if you want to leverage influencers, what we tend to do is we'll commission the influencers to create different and custom content for the brand page, more in slightly using the brand's tone of voice. So uh, Tyler said, I've noticed that we get a few hundred views, but we are not getting subscribers or likes. Is it because we are too commercial? I could be, and Tyler, I haven't seen your channel, <laughs> but uh, it also requires patience. You know, it's either not to say there's not things you can you can do to improve your content, but if you start with zero following and you're just kind of putting out your own content, um, you know, typically uh, it's gonna it's gonna grow a little bit more slowly. But being commercial is definitely a watch out, I would say. So again, having not seen your content, um, it's not that people don't want to see product. People love product. You know, we do some of our our videos that we create that are like close up product texture shots, things like that. People love that. Yeah. People love learning and being educated about the product. But I think there's a way to do it that feels very TikTok. And there's a way to do it that just feels like it's a commercial. And there's a big so, difference. So go a little deeper on that. Like what it, I'm imagining that there's, uh, given the, the context, it, that, that authenticity, the showing up through the lens of the the consumer's conversation on TikTok, it's sort of finding a hook in. Mm -hmm. Is that important? Like, what what is that next level of kind of being authentic on TikTok? Like, how do you yeah. describe that? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, the authenticity is is one piece, right? So, the whole vibe of what if you're creating content for Instagram, and a lot of brands have nailed that. It's just so different now when you're creating content for TikTok, right? And if in Instagram, it looks curated, it looks like a photo shoot, it's beautiful. That's not what people want to see on TikTok. They want to see it much more raw. They want to see how it's actually in real life. Um, and uh, and that, that's an important part of the authenticity. Part of it is the stories that you're telling, you know, or is this like, are you trying to make your brand just seem like aspirational and slightly unattainable, which I think a lot of brands do successfully on Instagram, or is this a little bit more day in the life? Another big thing too, that I think a lot of brands, if you haven't spent a lot of time on TikTok, you don't understand very well is there's certain storytelling styles that are the norm on TikTok. Um, for example, a classic TikTok storytelling style is uh, a transition video where there's a before and there's an after. Yeah. Uh, and in the middle, there's usually something that happens in the music, like a beat drop. So, you know, before you get out of bed, your hair is all messy and then the beat drops and all of a sudden there's a transition and now you're glammed up, you're ready for the day, right? Classic TikTok transition video. Or before you have the cooking ingredients spread out all over your kitchen counter and then there's a beat drop and you have a beautiful apple pie, you know? Like that's a classic TikTok storytelling style. And when someone sees a video like that from a brand or anywhere else, it feels like, oh, that was made for TikTok. Another typical storytelling style on TikTok would be um, to make your points, you actually use your finger and you point around at little text bubbles that pop up with the beat again. Um, so whether this could be like, you know, 
we'll see an example actually later. I have uh, one of the ads that I'll show is um, is a, a brand doing it. But you can you know talk about your product features, but using pointing to text boxes, right? Um, that when you make a video like that, it feels TikTok. And I think one of the things that I see a lot of brands doing is they make videos that just don't feel TikTok because they're not using one of these storytelling conventions and it just feels a bit out of place. And uh, sorry, I, uh, please, if you can put your questions in the Q&A tab because I'm not monitoring chat and I've all of a sudden realized that there's uh, some coming in there as well, but I will try to, to look over there. Um, so uh, one of the questions that came up, and I think it goes to what you're talking about because you... Uh, Alexandra asked about the minimum budget for brands to enter TikTok. And it sounds like to do number one, you just need to kind of show up and, and be as authentic as you can, which I don't think, because one of the questions she asked about was cost for content video production for the brand account and cost for hashtag challenges. Just, uh, just, and I know we'll probably get to the hashtag challenges and things a little bit down the line, but as a start, it just feels like you can kind of bring your personality there? Is that your brand personality a lot? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a, an answer to that question where it's very, very minimal cost to enter TikTok. You can, anybody from their phone right now can shoot and upload a video, you know, to their brand account. Um, you, if you're really lucky, maybe you have an intern or somebody on your marketing staff who just really gets the platform and can help you get off the ground. If you do, that is amazing. You have a golden goose. <laughs> um, most people don't have that. If you have one, uh, send them to me because I will hire them. Um, very hard <laughs> to find people who really get this platform. Yeah. Uh, so we hire and train obviously a lot of that. And I think that's why people come to an agency like ours that really helps a brand, you know, not just have like a smart kid who's great at making content, but understand a, a brand marketing strategy and how to build content around that. Um, so, you know, I think there's quite a, there's a scale in terms of where brands uh, spend on an organic channel. You know, for paid, again, it starts very low. Like you can just do a test and learn with $1,000, $100,000, whatever test and learn looks like for you um, and see how that goes. All right, last question before I'll let you actually get to, to um, number two. Because Ellen asked, do you need a person or a personality featured on your channel? Is it better for a brand to kind of build a voice or to mix things around? Or what have you seen be successful there? Yeah, there's not a right answer. It's a great question. Um, some channels are very successful with like a, a hero host. Uh, if you look at Washington Post, one of the best examples, there's this guy, you know, it's an example we just said, he, he works at the Washington Post. He's a genius at TikTok and he has made their channel very, very successful. And it's all him and his creativity and, and the way that he does it. Mm -hmm. um, that's rare, you know, and again, those people are a bit of a unicorn. Um, and um, so we never do that. Like when we're planning a channel for our clients, we don't ever rely on a specific personality. Uh, we create a broader content strategy that could be more diversified. Sometimes there are recurring faces that we'll build that kind of become the, the cadre of faces of a channel. Um, but we don't, it's just a very risky strategy to put all your eggs in this one person's basket. Again, if you have that one person who's amazing, great, it can work really well. And there's, yeah. there's some other good examples of that, but not generally where we would start. So you, you just mentioned uh, the pillars of a content strategy. Is, is there an easy way that you could kind of list off like what those pillars are? I mean, I'm sure it's similar or connected to other social channels, but what is it that stands out to you when you sit down with a brand to kind of figure out their TikTok DNA? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a few, a few key pieces of it. 
certainly, um, you know, things that you're used to, like the visual world and the aesthetic that you're living in is something that we think about a lot. It's going to be different for sure than your visual world, obviously for, for Instagram. Um, we're looking at the tone of voice and, um, you know, a key one is really what are the themes that you're going to be talking about. Uh, on TikTok, people love, uh, there's certain categories of conversation that people love. So we think a lot about that. For example, you know, people love ASMR, oddly satisfying, you know, product texture posts. People love comedy, right? So we're thinking about what are those buckets of conversation that are relevant for this brand that, um, you know, it's not, there's no one formula there, right? It really is what's, what's appropriate for the brand. Um, and the last one that I would highlight is music. Music is super important. That's a difference, you know, from other platforms. On Instagram, you can sort of throw a royalty-free track on the back of a video, and it's kind of like, all right, it's cool. TikTok, you know, when you're developing your a TikTok video, we're thinking about the music at the onset, right? Because the music really helps tell the story on TikTok uh, in a way that it's not really as relevant on Instagram, for example. So those are some things to think about. And if a brand's using music, they they need to license it, right? Is that that's a great point. Yeah. And that's a, that's a common question that we get, you know, TikTok's great as a consumer because TikTok pays the license fee for the general public to make videos. Um, but what they're buying is a non-commercial license. So any branded content, you as the brand need to come in and buy your own license or you use TikTok. TikTok also provides a royalty-free library to brands, but it's a, it's a subset, a very small subset of the whole library and you're not going to get the latest Megan the Stallion track in TikTok's royalty-free license. So, um, uh, so yeah, you do need to think about bringing your own licenses. So Evan, let's jump a bit to the, the more sort of creative and exciting things. You talked about like viral challenges and, and the disruptive activations. I think it might be cool to kind of give, we've talked about the core brand channel a bit, but let's leap over to, you know, if you're, if you're really going for it, here are the things that are working great for brands. Uh, so, and then we can come back to questions. Sure. Yeah. So I'll jump over to number four here, viral challenges. You know, this is what most of the articles about TikTok are talking about. This is, you know, we, we get a lot of press for our clients. Most of the press we get for our clients is around these viral challenges because they're just so buzzy. Um, I'll show you a case study uh, in a minute, but um you know, basically TikTok has unleashed a new dimension of virality. So on normal social media, if you make a video, that video can go viral. It could get a million, 10 million views, which is awesome. Same on TikTok. But what TikTok brings also to the table is that because of the trends that we were talking about earlier, um, it's normal on TikTok for people to then start creating videos to add another level of, of virality. So now on our best performing campaigns where the, we launch branded trends, we have uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of people from the general TikTok community creating videos for your brand. So this is how we get to these billion view campaigns. You know, Movers and Shakers as an agency actually has passed 90 billion views on our TikTok campaigns. Uh, and a lot of that is through this type of virality where we're unleashing a groundswell of TikTok community participation in joining the branded campaign, which is pretty wild. And you're going into it believing you can create that virality. Oh, we can. Yeah, it's very, it's very reproducible. Um, not to say I can predict exactly what level we'll hit. It is truly viral in the sense that like it's bigger or smaller. But you know, with the big paid um, TikTok challenges, we're typically getting to a billion views within 24 to 48 hours. What are sort of the, uh, the, the secret sauce of you being that confident? What is it that you know 
<laughs> that you can share with our audience. Without- yeah, I mean, this could be a week-long masterclass because we've, we've been doing this for years. But, um, you know, part of it is just the, um, you know, for the biggest challenges, it is, it is, there is a big media buy associated with that. So that's important to understand is this is not like, again, this is not a $0 thing where you just put a video and it happens to unleash this thing. Like this, there is a media plan, there's an influencer plan, and there's a bunch of things that you pay for and you line up. Um, that anybody can do. And, um, you know, a lot of brands, even with mediocre creative strategy are able to get those billions of views if you buy those products. Um, you know, the best challenge is really then hinges on the creative strategy, which um, there's a lot, there's a lot of, of nuance there, right? And how do you create a trend that TikTokers are going to want to do? And that's what we spend a lot of time thinking about. How do you create the music for that? You know, we almost always write original music for these trends because you have 15 seconds typically, that's the length of a typical TikTok video. We architect every second in those 15 seconds to help tell the narrative arc of the trend to make it musically and culturally relevant. And you know, all those things really play a big factor in how viral something goes. So I know you have some examples in your deck. Are there any ones that you wanna share that might uh, spark the imagination of, of our viewers? Yeah, I mean, just on that, let me just jump to, um, Oops, this one. This is uh, this is you mentioned at the beginning. We've we've done the biggest TikTok challenge that ever happened. This was actually way back in 2019 with Elf Cosmetics. Um, I'll just play this as a, it's like a two minute long sizzle about that video about that campaign. of takeaways here, but I think one of them is that TikTok doesn't exist in a vacuum. You know, TikTok offers you the opportunity to spark a cultural conversation that can flow well on and off the platform walls. I could, I know we're all down to just five minutes. Do you want me to play a couple more branded TikTok examples or do you want to jump into questions? Let's talk, let's do questions because there are so many and I, I hate to disappoint. Um, and uh, yes, um, let's see. What tools do you use to maximize your visibility on TikTok? Hashtags, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, hashtags is an interesting one. Very, very different hashtags on TikTok compared to hashtags on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, you just flood the hashtags. TikTok, you actually want to be very nuanced with your hashtag strategy uh, because TikTok, the TikTok algorithm uses the hashtags in your caption to, to guess who it should show your content to. So if you use non-relevant hashtags, 
then uh, your content will be shown to people who won't like your video. And then the algorithm will suppress your video because the people who are seeing it aren't liking it. So you want to be really selective with hashtags. Um, but I think in general, you know, the thing with TikTok is you just got to make great content. It's got to be really good storytelling. It's got to feel very TikTok. And those are the most important things uh, to help expand your reach. You know, it, it's we don't play a lot of like the algorithm game. Um, the algorithm really is good, you know, like if it's good content, if people like it, that's what's gonna get it reached. So that, that's really where to focus your energy. And uh, there's, I can feel some anxiety in the Q&A tab about adding another social channel that I need to understand and manage and be successful on. Yeah. You know, like what are the advantages, if any, of doing an instructional style video on TikTok versus YouTube? Uh, somebody asked about, can't I just use Instagram Reels since a lot of my demographic is already on that channel? You know, how do you think about whether or not or, or how to prioritize these channels? And I mean, I know you have a, a really strong, I mean, I know you work with other channels, but you have a very strong view, obviously, that TikTok is an opportunity. How would you advise somebody to decide yeah. whether it's right for I them? mean, look, as an agency, Movers and Shakers works across all social media. So I don't have a horse in the race with TikTok, you know? Um, we have a lot of success with TikTok with our clients. We have a lot of success on Instagram and YouTube with our clients, you know? So um, it's, uh, I agree with the questions. Like you want to be thoughtful and methodical about where you invest your time and energy, which is limited. You know, the biggest brands, you know, we have a lot of the Fortune 500 reaching out to us now for help. Like, yeah, like they need to be on TikTok. You just need to be on all the platforms, you know, if you're big and have a big budget. Conversely, on the opposite end of the spectrum, and you know, I had a call earlier today with a startup D2C brand, and you know, it might it might make some sort of focus on one platform and not spread themselves too thin, right? So I think you have to evaluate where you are in that spectrum. And the guiding principle, in my opinion, should be where is your consumer? Where are they spending their time? And what we're seeing is there's a big migration in certain demographics to TikTok. Uh, you know, 49% of TikTokers actually aren't even on Instagram. So wow. the question for you is, where is your customer? Where are they spending the most time? And then you follow them. You know, the reason that we launched on Triller is not just because we love to do every hot new thing, but one of our clients, you know, we're seeing their, their consumers spending time there. And so it's relevant to reach them there. But that's an assessment, you know, I think each brand has to think about with their audience. Just um, uh, getting back to the Elf video for just a second, did, did you guys with Elf create that audio track was that a custom record for for this campaign yeah yeah so we create a ton of original branded music we've been doing that since before tiktok existed i think that's one of the reasons movers and shakers has been so successful as an agency with tiktok is because we have really been developing the art of branded musical storytelling since before tiktok existed so now we've created a ton of music for tiktok specifically with our clients um but, uh, but yeah, music is a great way in general for brands to connect to culture and, and especially that is true on TikTok. So there, there are still so many questions. Uh, so I'm going to suggest two things. One, you must have at, on your website, a ton of I would imagine. We have a ton of resources. Let me, so it's actually point four on this slide. So yeah, let's talk through next. Moversshakers.co, this is our website. We, if you go to our blog, you know, we write about TikTok a lot, a lot of good tips there. We actually have two full eBooks about TikTok, um, which we can send out as a follow-up even. Um, Peter, we can figure out how to do that. Um, and um, we, we run a lot of webinars. We have 101 webinar, 201 webinar. We do a lot of partner events like this, and those are all listed on our website as well. 
So definitely a lot more resources there and feel free to invite your colleagues. You know, I'm sure a lot of people come because this was referred to you by a colleague. So if you have people in your office, whether your marketing team or your CEO who like needs to get that TikTok 101 education, feel free to send them to our webinars. Um, I will ask one last question because I, I want to honor the B2B folks that are on our, on our webinar and asking, um, is the B2B sector, um, particularly if you know that your, your B2B product is highly used by consumers, like is, can B2B, where have you seen and have you seen B2B use cases working on TikTok? B2B is definitely slower to develop. Um, and you know, if you're a true B2B brand, then I would say like, don't waste your time here for sure right now. You know, it's just not worth it. If you're a B2B to C brand, you know, like I would love to make Zoom's TikTok channel, for example, you know, like they're obviously a B2B brand, but it's B2B to C really. And they haven't called us yet, but like, I just, you know, as we're here on this webinar, I was thinking that would be so fun. So I, you know, in that spectrum is somewhere, but definitely for a lot of proper B2B brands, you know, if I'm Salesforce or something like, you know, don't bother, like it's just not worth your time right now. Uh, any, any last minute tips about what might be coming? Uh, you know, uh, there was a question on, you know, how can brands get their content up on TikTok? Can it be done on desktop? Is it in, um, you know, it's, is an, it app. On it's an app. Yeah. So it can be done on desktop or, or can it only uh, be? Done? No, sorry. And on mobile. Yeah. On mobile. Okay. And then the other question right now, uh, TikTok does not have an API for brands to be able to get in the way they might get their content up on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, uh, or any, or the, some of the other platforms that have, have um, APIs. Is that correct? That's right. Yes. TikTok is very non-API developed at this moment in, in any sense. That goes for reporting and analytics as well. Uh, just putting my Salsify hat on for a second, I can say that we have been trying to uh, connect up with them to see what the opportunities are in the future to, to doing that. And right now they are so hyper-focused rightfully on the user experience that that's probably down the line. But I think you had mentioned to me when we spoke in, in preparing for this that you know, they, they move fast. So it, it, it could happen. It could happen. Um, but it's not on their roadmap that we've been hearing right now. They do. Yeah. I mean, they're, like I said, we've been working closely with TikTok for about two years now, and we've seen them grow from like, I think 30 or 40 people in the U S now to, you know, hundreds and thousands. I've lost track. I mean, they have like hundreds of salespeople in the U S now. Um, and they're, they're great. They're smart. I mean, this success is not just because the app is great, but it's because their team is fantastic and they keep adding new features. They're very customer centric in terms of their B2B clients and constantly adding new ad products, third-party integrations, measurement tools, et cetera, to help support marketers. So, I mean, we pay their bills. So, and they're, they're great at, at being responsive to us. Thanks again to Evan for joining us. As I mentioned, the link to the full Visual Plus audio experience will be in our show notes or can be found on the DSI website at digitalshelfinstitute.org. Thanks for being part of our community.